Hello, everyone, and welcome to yet another episode of the Mind Body Mastery Podcast. I'm your host, Caitlin Michaels, and this is the 30th episode. So if you're still with me on this little journey of ours, thank you so much for being with me for 30 whole weeks. If you know anything about me, 30 weeks in a row of anything is a really big deal. <laughs> so, um, so I'm going to give myself a little pat on the back right here um, for completing something um, for that extended period of time. I um, am a really good uh, starter of things, um, but follow through is often uh, uh, lacking. So I thank my followers for really being the motivation behind my continuation of this work. Um, the Really, only rewards that this work offers is the feedback from all of you. So thank you guys for all of your feedback. Um, and I have a new review this week that I will read to you. So please keep these iTunes reviews coming. They're how we reach more people and how I uh, continue to uh, want to make these episodes for you guys. So thank you for your positive feedback. I really appreciate all of it. So this one comes from DCMC Virginia, and they say, Caitlin's podcasts always offer me new nuggets of information on my TMS journey. I enjoy each episode and her soothing, comforting voice makes you feel like you're not alone. Take a listen and you will glean something from it every time. Well, thank you. I really appreciate it. And, you know, it's so interesting when, when, um, I get compliments on my voice. It's like, <laughs> um, you know how it is when you hear yourself on recording and it's like, oh, I sound weird. Um, but it's just my perspective versus your perspective. So it's interesting to see that my voice isn't totally um, ear ear piercing like I think. <laughs> um, so thank you guys for all of your wonderful, wonderful love that you send my way. So today's episode, I'm going to talk about a subject that was a little fuzzy for me in the beginning of my journey, um, but now that I've kind of poured over this information enough times, um, I think I'm getting it. So I'm going to share what I know with you guys today, and that is about the ego. The ego, the superego, and the id, the three amigos in our subconscious mind or in our like partially conscious, but sometimes mostly always unconscious minds. So before mind body medicine, I had this kind of like cursory awareness of what the ego was. I kind of conjured up images of um, inflated self images like uh, cheerleaders or, um, you know, football jocks, you know, it's like egotistical was kind of like the at the heart of my my understanding of what the ego was so arrogance self-centeredness I had a very not negative connotation of what the ego was and I thought I didn't have one <laughs> because I was shy and humble and self-deprecating and I hated myself and I had a very poor self-esteem so I thought I just didn't come with an ego. Um, so this is kind of like the collective consciousness understanding of ego. And so I think that's a very common way to look at ego. Um, and so then we often demonize the ego and think that we'd kind of all be better off without one. 
So then as we delve into the world of mind-body medicine, we learn about the Freudian ego, the Jungian ego, the role that the ego plays in the development of chronic symptoms. And we also learn about the superego, which is um, like the super moral parent. Um, and then we learn about the id, which is our inner child, the primitive brain, the pleasure-seeking part of our brain. So I'm going to break these down briefly for you first. Um, so we'll start with superego. The superego is your inner parent, your morally conscious self. The superego is what conforms to the crowd and really cares about the opinions of others. And this is at the root of our perfectionism. The superego equals our perfectionism. So it is that inner critic that is the most responsible party, I think, for inflaming this inner tension. And so when we are just in the superego, we're people-pleasing, we're goodists. And um, so, yeah, I bet most of you can relate to that moral inner parent being the loudest voice in your head. Um, so the superego... Um, is the part of our brains that also punishes the inner child or the id for its pleasure seeking and for its incessant desires and like primal instincts. So our superego banishes the inner child for its tantrums, often in the form of physical symptoms. When the inner child is ignored or unloved or judged or otherwise not listened to, its tantrums break through to consciousness in the form of pain, tension, and otherwise tantrum-y symptoms. So id, the inner child, just wants pleasure, and the superego just craves order and discipline. And in the middle of the superego in the id is the ego. The ego is the go-between. In the middle of the two. The ego is the bridge between the unconscious and the conscious minds. That's another way to look at it. And this is what makes up our self-image or our persona. So ego is the kind of face that we present to the world. And it's what kind of separates us from other people. The ego is the aspect of ourselves who thinks that we don't have any anger <laughs> because it's so busy being the referee between our inner parent and our inner child that it has no idea how hard it's working and the result of that hard work of keeping both aspects of ourselves at bay is tension, anxiety, pain, and this handy illusion of control. So when we learn of all of these aspects of ego, the controlling inner parent, the selfish inner child, and the clueless middleman in between, it's almost like we want to evict all of them, right? We end up developing a bit of a distaste for the three stooges within us. And consequently, we try to push all of them away and in TMS healing, we often see ego as something to eradicate or ignore or journal into submission. We are 
addicted to fixing things, I think, as TMS personalities. And rather than allowing, we try to rage journal, journal our ego away with, um, without kind of really identifying with it as a part of our inner innocence. So our ego is essentially our conditioning. It's how we were raised. It's how we learned how to behave from our family. It's how we learned how to behave from our teachers and our classmates. And so how can we tell if we're operating from ego? If we find ourselves feeling worry, fear, or regret, we are guaranteed to be operating from our ego, or in other words, we are operating from our conditioning, which only means that we are stuck balancing between what we really want and what our inner critic or parent wants. So if you find yourself in a moment, or in most cases, a persistent state of worry, anticipation, fear, or regret, then that is just a signal that we are operating from ego. Our ego was developed in the first six years of our life. And so the things that we worry about, the things that we fear, the things that we anticipate are mostly learned reactions to life that we picked up from our upbringing. This is the unconscious programming that Sarno talks about. So the first step to integrating our ego rather than banishing it is to notice when we are stuck in our fears, our worries, our anxieties, and to just step back for a moment and say to ourselves, huh, I'm operating in my unconscious ego right now. Neat that I noticed it. Now I can just notice it and know that my inner child might not be happy right now. And what's happening, I, I can tell now, is that my inner child is crying out for a little bit of recognition. So in these moments of fear, of worry, of anxiety, of anger, instead of ignoring these emotions of ego, we can now choose to see them for what they are, which is our unconscious, innocent conditioning that has been passed down from generation to generation, from one unconscious parent to the next. Endless lineages of people just trying to fit in and be loved. Endless generations of people-pleasing so that we can all just get the acceptance that we are deeply craving. And now, here in this age of information, we have this unique opportunity to notice these inner workings of ego. And instead of doing what each parent before us has done through no fault of their own, we can now choose to integrate those parts of ourselves that we would rather not look at. So we can allow sadness to arise within us and we can see it as our inner beauty and innocence. We can allow anger to arise within us and notice the scared inner child underneath that anger. 
the child who feels rejected, the child who feels like life is unfair, the child who just wants her way. We can notice when we're stuck in a fear story and just be with the fear instead. We can write down our fears and allow ourselves to just be with each one unconditionally, thanking each fear for trying to protect us. We can let our inner child just wail in grief when he needs to and surrender to the passion of having loved so deeply and lost. We can let judgment arise and notice that we can still have those judgments and still be good and loving people. We can allow our passive aggressiveness to arise within us and allow it to have its airtime. We can allow uh, apathy to arise within us when we feel like giving up on life. And we can let that desire wash over us. We can let it play around with the idea of just stopping everything and letting ourselves have that fantasy of nothing but Netflix for the next 20 years. That sounds pretty nice, actually. (laughs) We can let pain be there. We can let pain be an aspect of ego. We can view pain that arises as our ego, our inner child just crying out for the attention that it needs. And we can let the pain be there without pushing it away or ignoring it or yelling at it to go away or or telling it to get over it because that's exactly what our inner child is used to hearing and that is why our inner child is rebelling so we can let the pain be there knowing that it's just an aspect of ego and that it's not dangerous and that its bark is way more intense than its bite and so this mind-body journey of ours isn't about becoming pain-free even. It isn't even about getting all the anger out until it's gone. It's about loving every piece of yourself, the pain, the good, the bad, the ugly. This mind-body journey is about allowing yourself to be a whole person with all of your innocence, your beauty, your hatred, your judgment, your grief, your loss, your despair, your joy, and your contentment. And not judging yourself for any of it. We only judge ourselves for having these so-called bad emotions when our superego is out of control trying to overparent and micromanage our humanness into submission. The other day in my private Facebook group, I had a I posted about an experience that I had where I just woke up in tears and I like wanted to quit everything. I was sobbing like uncontrollably for a minute there and throughout the day, um, just waves of 
grief and anger and apathy and depression just kind of all coming over me. I wanted to quit my job. I wanted to quit the podcast. I wanted to quit contributing to this mind-body space. I had this story rolling in my head at the moment telling myself that everybody has everything they need already and what's the point. And I let this state arise without judgment. I let this grief and apathy take the lead. I did not judge myself. I only noticed and allowed. And this is a big step for me. I didn't used to allow. I, you know, I think a lot of us, we, when we feel bad, we feel bad about feeling bad. And so we try to fix it. Normally I would have gone and I would have taken a 5-HTP and uh, done some essential oils on my neck and gone through this whole regimen of like trying to fix the feeling. And instead I just noticed and allowed and let myself ugly cry and just be down and out for a while. Wow, I sounded really Wisconsinite there, didn't I? (laughs) Doing and out. (laughs) And you know what I discovered is that there is such a beauty in that allowance, a deep inner wholeness that just kind of takes over when we know we are safe to feel and allow these aspects of our ego to arise and be seen. We are safe to turn toward the inner child and say to her, please tell me more. Don't leave anything out. I'm here for you and I love you. And I had such a beautiful response to this post. So many kind hearts came forward to offer their support. It was really beautiful. And I thank my little community for that. And one thing I noticed um, was uh, like in my like real life, in my interpersonal interactions that day, If someone were to see me in a state or see me upset, um, people would ask like, oh, I'm sorry, what can I do to help? I'm sorry you feel this way. How can I help fix it? And I feel like that is the whole ego enchilada right there because there's nothing to fix. And I think there's this collective um, desire to fix. We're kind of addicted to fixing, right? So when the emotions of our ego come up, the thing that we do to keep our inner innocence feeling safe and heard is to allow and to know that it's not wrong to feel bad. Allowing, surrendering, being with yourself no matter what's coming up for you, there's no need to be sorry for someone's sadness. There's no need to feel sorry for my crappy day. I'm in processing. I am feeling fully. I am allowing what my superego has tried to push away my whole life to be seen and heard and loved. And there is a deep beauty in all of that. Have you ever just had a, a moment where you let yourself ugly cry for as long as you wanted to? And instead of like 
feeling bad about feeling bad. You felt good about feeling bad. Like every whale was this deep inner cleansing. Um, I had that experience when I had to say goodbye to my dog last year. And, um, and it was, and luckily I knew about TMS and I knew about feeling the feelings and I was prepared to tell grief to be with me. I I had an open door policy with grief and I just said, just give me all you got. Just let me have it. Like, let me sit in this, this pain for a while. And I didn't judge myself for it. My husband knew well enough to just let me wail to the heavens. And, um, and I feel like that process was so much, uh, more welcomed than any other grief process I've ever had in my life. And so I was able to move through that experience with peace in the grief, with peace in that emotion. And, um, you know, sometimes I'll have waves come up, especially in journaling sessions where I'll start writing about my dog again. And, um, and it's a beautiful thing. And I, the tears aren't a sign of regression. Pain isn't a sign of regression. Um, so one thing that I'll suggest is that when emotions arise, when the emotions of ego arise, and those are usually the emotions of anger and grief and fear and judgment and apathy and all of those, what we would call unconscious emotions, ask them how you can serve them. So, you know, if anger arises, how can I be a better companion for you, anger? Grief, how can I begin to be with you more fully and unconditionally? Fear, hi, tell me everything. Don't leave anything out. I promise I won't run from you. Judgment, I acknowledge you and love you, and I know that you just want to be loved too. How can I let you have your moment without adding more judgment to it? Anxiety. Hey, old friend. I know I've tried to bury you over the years, but I thought I had to fight you. I didn't know that we were on the same team, but now I do. Tell me, how can I be with you? How can I serve you? We have this ancient program running in the collective that tells us that we're not supposed to feel the way that our ego feels. We strive to be perfect statues, statues that are stiff and unfeeling. And so in order to become more like the supple clay we were born into, we must allow all of us, all of the light, all of the dark to be with us, knowing deeply that we are all innocent beautiful children of the universe. So I guess my point is the ego is not something that we need to banish. The ego is not something that we need to eradicate or demonize. Those emotions are supposed to be with us and it's okay to dive into them. It's okay to be with them. Whatever is arising for you If you can meet it with love and compassion and allowance, you 
could begin to unravel the tension that might be stuck in your tissues. And so that's my message for you guys today. Um, I hope that made sense. And yeah, happy allowing. Go for it. And we'll see you next week.